Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Today, your teacher is uh, not a uh, run-of-the-mill Aussie bloke sitting here in his living room, but it's actually Dr. Evil. That's right. Today, we'll be getting lessons from Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil, if you're not familiar, is the villain in the Austin Powers trilogy, where Mike Myers does a great job playing all those characters, including, obviously... Dr. Evil and the title character, Austin Powers. Now, what the hell could we possibly learn from Dr. Evil? Then isn't this just a funny movie meant to have a bit of a laugh? Uh, not, not the way I look at it. I probably look at the movie a little bit differently to you. Now, Dr. Evil, when you think about him, the part, the, the part of his character I'm referring to is how he responds with his, with his ransom demands. Do you know that part of the movie? So if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, if you're not familiar... He basically, you know, he'll have a big plan to take over the world or whatever, threaten everyone and hold something to ransom and he'll normally come up with an amount of money out of his ass. He just hasn't thought about it. There's one example. It's like, you know, we'll do all this for a million dollars and everyone's looking around at him like, Dr. Evil, for all the effort we're going to go to, like, shouldn't it be more than a million dollars? And he looks around again and he's like, Okay, you know, a hundred billion dollars. He makes something else up out of his ass that just sounds impressive. Some imaginary sum of money. And that's the part I laugh at. It's a little bit of shiny object uh, syndrome, I think. He also, so he gets laughed at. And to give more context to that, I guess, he gets laughed at in the first movie for doing the same thing. He comes up with a ridiculous, um, he has a ridiculously low ask for his ransom. And all the uh, officials, government officials and police or army or whatever, just laugh him out of the room. So he raises his demand. He's been frozen, I think, is it? Or he travels in time, uh, like 20, 30 years later. So he hasn't adjusted for inflation when he makes his demand. He asks for sums of money that are comparatively low. Um, but there's also, I think, a point in the movies where they call him, someone calls him Mr. Evil. And he goes, I didn't go to med- medical school for six years just to be called Mr and so he craves the title as well he doesn't just crave a random sum of money he craves the title now the lesson i unpack from that is the lack of clarity and depth behind why he wants the things he wants and if you look at his story he's this you know forgotten child an explosion in belgium and he gets raised by some random family he doesn't he grows up without the love of a dad it's mirrored in his relationship with his own son, Scotty. How about no, Scotty? You know, he's very, he really mirrors that dynamic again because he's never learnt love. You know, he's never been fulfilled. He's insecure. You can see it. And that's why he's grasping at shiny objects just to fill that void. <laughs> I know it's a lot of, I know it's a lot of psychoanalysis to read into a bloody comedy move, comedy movies, villainous character, but it's so, it's really all there. It's such a great, um, character it all actually makes sense and it's a great example so that whole shiny object syndrome is is because of this lack of self-esteem that's why he goes to the effort to becoming a doctor you know he really cares about the title he places stock in it if there wasn't a title attached to it he would not be a doctor he's not interested in doing it and being it and then I love, and then the amount of money he asked for. So I just love that he, fl- he's, he flips, he's got such, he's, he lacks 
conviction to the extent that as soon as he gets the slightest challenge from outsiders, he completely changes his what he wants. All right, that's what you see. Oh, a million dollars? All right. Oh, okay, I don't want that anymore. That's not impressive. All right, let's get $100 billion. Is that impressive? All right, guys, cool. That's what we'll go do. You know, he flips what he wants. But he's the guy with the master plan. He's the guy in control. But he just changes what he wants like that. At the, at the slightest sense of pressure from outsiders. And that's something that's very common with insecurity. People who are insecure or lack clarity try and fit to their surroundings so that they can feel in control and secure. They'll adapt very, they'll adapt aggressively to their surroundings. That's what you see Dr. Evil doing. You think about your kind of Nelson Mandela's of the world or even, you know, your kind of mission-led entrepreneurs, you know, obviously like your Elon Musk's and stuff like that. Do you think they just drop their vices at, at the slightest sign of outside resistance and change their complete mission and their funding goals because of someone's challenge? Like, shouldn't we ask for more? So the whole thing with uh, Dr. Evil, which you can think about now for your own life, as I always think about with mine, is, okay, we want this thing. All right, we've held up this billboard to the world saying, I want this. I want $100 billion. I want to be a doctor. But then the next question, which is really powerful, it's just three letters, never gets asked. Why? And have you ever done that? Have you ever looked yourself in the mirror and asked why you want the things you want? Will you do it today? Why am I doing the things I'm doing right now? So if I we ask, if we sat Dr. Evil down here, and I don't do guests on this podcast, but I might break the rule for Dr. Evil if Mike Myers is willing to put the makeup on and, and show up and reprise his old famous role, sit here and be like, Dr. Evil, tell us, why do you want $100 billion? Or why do you want a million dollars? I'd love to see what he said. Like, what do you want to do with it? So what if we set you here now instead? What if we set you down here and said, hello, listener. I'm going to give you a million dollars tomorrow. But you got to tell me what you're going to do with it. Do you want a million dollars? Yeah, sure. Why? What are you going to do with it? How would it make your life different having a million dollars in the bank? You might say, oh, I'd pro you know, I'd probably invest it, which is sensible. What would you invest it in? Uh, well, I don't know, maybe property or shares or, you know, my, my mate's startup or <laughs> or maybe in myself. So, oh, well, what would it be? Hypothetically, if the money were to come, what would it be used for? It's, it's, okay, you could probably think about it right now because we're talking about tomorrow. So based on what you want right now, the direction you're headed what you know about yourself that you see value in and where you'd want to be investing your time and the sort of time you'd like to have for yourself, how would it be breaking down? You should know that. If we're talking, if the hypothetical is about tomorrow, I'm not asking you to predict what you'd want in a year or 10 years. What would you want and why? Would it be a house? Would it be a ring? Would it be to quit your job and go pursue a passion? So the question is then, Maybe a million dollars is not coming tomorrow. So, but, but what you've done is you've gained clarity about what you want now. You've thought about it. 
What do you want right now? What do you want to be doing? What do you want to be spending your time on? So why can't you do that? Why can't you do a more basic version of that? Or do you really need a million dollars to do that? Now, I imagine if we sat Dr. Evil down here, he wouldn't have what I call a clear answer. He'd talk very vaguely and abstractly because he doesn't have clarity. And you can tell because he changes his goals so quickly. When you're clear on your goals, when it makes sense for a deep and personal reason, because it's something you've chosen, you won't have that problem. It'll be clear, there'll be an answer. The Dr. Evil example is shiny object syndrome. And shiny objects only look appealing when, again, to use the bucket metaphor, you don't have better things in your bucket than the shiny objects you see in the world. So when you look around at people that are grasping shiny objects without clarity as to why they like them or what they want to use them for, you can start to unpack who the insecure or people are around you or more, more significantly, the people who lack real clarity in their lives. Now, the way I think about this personally, it's like, you know, obviously all the things I'm working on could lead to certain opportunities and people might put a shiny object in front of me. All right, can you come do this for us? Can you go do that? You know, would you like to maybe get involved in this business or something, some whatever? So what I'm, I, I'm clear now that my current focus is on education. It's on Do Hat Labs, the podcast and writing. And the reason education is because it's the biggest lever we can pull to... I guess, relieve pressure on many problematic parts of our culture right now. So it feels very clear to me. And the podcast is, is fun, it's enjoyable, but it can also support that mission because I believe in holistic learning, especially learning to create our own thoughts and not let thoughts filter in from the culture around us because the culture is not always great. It doesn't always lead us in the best direction for us. So I see the podcast clearly fitting in that journey. Now I can explain it clearly. So that clarity really protects me from shiny objects. You know, there's, I could, you know, instead of maybe doubling down on, I guess, back to nonprofit stuff I did in the past or real estate, those shiny objects probably don't fit in my bucket right now because of clarity. doesn't mean what I'm doing is great. doesn't mean it's all going to work out well. It doesn't necessarily mean that at all. may not even be the right thing for me to be doing. I might in five years regret doing some of these things. I don't know. I'm not going to... Um, worry about that now because I'm doing the best with the information I have and the hand I've been dealt so far so it's pretty chill at the moment it's good so that's just a real gift is clarity so what would you do if you had a million dollars tomorrow what would you do if you had an audience tomorrow what would you do if you had the shiny object you want now what would you do with it tomorrow the house or the holiday what would come after it sometimes you might find that the thread you've been following has nothing on the end. It's empty. And if it's empty, maybe you need to look next instead of at shiny objects into one shiny object that is a mirror. So there's a blog, Lessons from Dr. Evil, on the website if you want to read more, www.withjoeweeby.com. Um, dot com forward slash blog for the blogs you can search lessons from dr evil um, there's plenty more on there as well to read as well um, and links to the podcast episodes we'll be back again tomorrow to unpack plenty more but for now i just want you to remember as we always finish by reminding ourselves the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others so if you learned something today 
that you can maybe share with someone and help them, then maybe that will be helpful and open a thousand doors for you indirectly in the long run. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow.